You are listening to I Hate Average podcast featuring Jay from the Bronx. What's going on, I Hate Average podcast? I'm back, another episode, another week. Uh, what can I say? Last week was a lot of fun. It was a little bit different. It was just me ranting about this whole Colin Kaepernick situation with the NFL. I'm still a little upset about it, but, you know, I got to move on. Another great guest we have, Royale from Notorious VAG. Um, and the VAG is exactly what you think it stands for. <laughs> but we'll get more into that later when we have her on the line. But anyway, um, so about this Colin Kaepernick thing that I was talking about last week. Um, still a little upset. He still doesn't have a team. Um, we still have quarterbacks who are notches below him still getting signed and getting jobs. So it's a little disheartening because it's becoming so blatant that uh, he's not getting a team specifically because he chose to stand up against police brutality, um, which makes it's kind of two sided because part part of me wants to boycott the NFL and you know, try to get people to boycott the NFL. But then you also have to see, okay, if there is a boycott, there are hundreds of black men's jobs is to play in the NFL. So you're going to basically be taking money out of their pockets to um, just to to basically, in our protest, to to save one guy. So it's a little difficult. It's a little... um, two-sided because the, the owners they're billionaires they're not going to feel the, the effects of, of a boycott they'll be upset about it and they might take action because of it they might you know give him a job and won't let him in a place where they know he won't ever play but i don't think the the brunt of it will come on the owners if there is a boycott the brunt of it will come on the players and you know that, that that's a little disheartening these guys gave their whole life to a sport and now we're kind of making them choose between one guy and their livelihood of course you want to make that sacrifice for to do the right thing but a lot of people aren't built for that and a lot of people aren't in position to tell these guys to do it because we're not we're not in the position to lose millions of dollars right let's say god forbid we boycott something and we lose our couple thousand dollar jobs that's a lot different than losing millions and millions of dollars and you support your whole family um very very interesting uh conversation very very interesting situation that i'm definitely gonna always probably for this whole nfl season probably gonna have something to say about it until he gets a team but anyway on a lighter note i have royale here from notorious vag we got into some um, cool conversation about just the the, the business aspect of, of grooming and, and the beauty business. Um, we talked about like the differences of it, California and New York, just the, the lifestyle aspect of the beauty profession, and uh, just going out on your own, taking that risk, what it takes to to have the heart to do so. So it was a cool conversation. Hope you guys enjoy it. Here it is, Royale from Notorious VAG.
All right, everyone. Another episode, another week. I have here with me Royale from Notorious V.A.G. How are you, Royale? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Thank you so much for your time. I really, really appreciate it. So, um, you have an interesting business. So, just tell me about it. Tell me uh, the name and uh, the type of business you have. So, basically, the name of the business is Notorious V.A.G., as you mentioned. And what I do is I come to their homes at their request to provide waxing mainly and other beauty services at their request. Okay, cool, cool. So, uh, I guess uh, female hygiene, that's, that's it's a different type of business. So how did you get started with that? Um, I moved to LA um, when I was 19. And I wanted to meet people and also do something to occupy, occupy my time that was positive and that could also make me money. So okay. I got into beauty school. And then um, after I graduated, I started working in the business. And I just found that I was making these big companies so much money. So it just made sense to do it for myself and get all the money for me. Yeah, definitely. It makes a lot of sense. So um, what made you... You said you wanted to make the money yourself, so that gave you the courage to go out on your own? Exactly. Um, Because I saw that, so again, it's Brazilian waxing, so that's the private area for people that maybe are confused right now. (laughs) Um, So it's something that, you know, is very uncomfortable, especially the first time for most women. So you have to have the personality for it and definitely definitely a good technique, which I had from school and um, through practice. Um, so I saw that it wasn't so much the company that I was working for, but actually me. So yeah. that's what gave me the confidence and the repeat business. And um, actually my clients are the one that encouraged me to get into business for myself. Okay, that's great. So what what are some of um, I guess you have a lot of word of mouth clients, but I guess people who, you know, you let them know about your business. What's some of the, like the, the excuses that they might give you about because you know it is something that's a little private so what's some of the excuses that you heard um when telling people about oh, they your business? say they say that it's going to be too painful which is crazy because most of my clients are mothers so i'm like <laughs> if you could push a child out of you you can definitely handle a 15 minute wax like of you'll course. be fine yeah. Um, the cost, because um, it does cost a little bit more than a razor, obviously, but it lasts a lot longer. So it does come out to be more cost effective in the end. Okay. Um, and those are pretty much the top two excuses that you hear. Okay. So what what are some of the, um, after you do get the clients or, or returning clients, what are some of the challenges that you faced uh, since starting this business? Um, especially for women of color, because again, I started in California, so it was a completely different market. Um, pretty much out there, everyone is concerned about their physical appearance. Unlike in New York, people are concerned about how they look, but people actually have lives. They work. We're a little bit busier. Um, so after I get the client, so again, in New York, they're not really used to doing this. So the biggest challenge that I face in the beginning is getting clients to stay consistent. Because it can be very tempting to shave, you know, it is a transition. So just encouraging them, continuing to educate them, telling them why waxing is a lot better for their skin. Um, That's definitely a challenge, but they definitely prefer it and don't want to go back to shaving once they start. But it is a temptation because that's what they're used to. Of course. And plus, New York is not always beach weather like uh, California. (laughs) Exactly. You want to keep 
air possible here in New York once it gets cold, definitely. Yeah, definitely. So um, where do, where do you see in, in taking a business? Do you want to continue doing uh, the home services or do you see yourself doing like a store, brick and mortar store? Um, I would love to have a store eventually. Right now, um, building my brand as much as I can is definitely a priority. That way I can afford um, to rent a space because that's why I like to do my business this way. It's cost effective for me. I don't have to worry about paying a rent of and course. also for my clients because their comfort is the most important thing to me. So sometimes half of the battle is getting there when it comes to beauty services, because again, in New York, we have a lot of things to do. Um, so yeah, I like doing it the way I'm doing it now, but definitely in a couple of years, I see myself having my own store. Okay. So, all right. <laughs> with, for you, um, as a woman, when you first, you know, had the ad, not, um, to do it for people, when you first got your first service done, it was, you didn't have any butterflies. You wasn't nervous or anything. Um, that experience is crazy. I was 16 years old. My first time getting a wax <laughs> for myself and my best friend went with me. She was like in the room holding my hand. It was crazy. It was like in Washington Heights in the nail salon, which is like the most unsanitary place, by the way, yeah. to get that done. Yeah. Um, but it, it was crazy. She was young. You so didn't know. You didn't know. I didn't know any better, but now I know. Yeah. So um, after that, did you, you know, say, this is what I, I want to continue doing for myself and uh, letting other people know about it? Right. Um, it's something that you have to want to do for yourself. Again, it's not everyone's preference. Some people do prefer to have hair, but um, I feel like skincare was my main foundation when I first got into school. Before I got into waxing, I cared about facials and just how the skin was in general. So the health of your skin is always most important to me. So even my, my first experience, like I said, was in the nail salon. Um, it wasn't the most sanitary, and they used what we call um, a soft wax. So it was yeah. very harsh on my skin. It took off the first layer of skin with that paper they use, like um, with the eyebrows. Ow. Exactly. So now um, for myself and for my clients, I use a hard wax. That's a lot safer for your skin, keeping the skincare in mind. Okay, definitely. Definitely important. Of course, you don't want to hurt nobody. So, <laughs> Right. <laughs> so why do you think, like, people have, like, a a difficulty making, you know, any kind of, of skin or, or self-care and importance? Why do people have such a, a difficult time with that? I think it's all about what you're exposed to coming up. I feel like, especially in my community, the focus is more on like hair and nails, um, skin, especially for women, you have makeup and a lot of fixes for that. So people don't really care about treating their skin because they feel like if they have flaws, they can just cover them. But you want to think about, you don't want makeup to be a clutch. You want it to be an enhancement. So I always think that that's important. But um, again, people are not exposed to that. So I think that's why it's hard. Of course. In education. Lifestyle-wise, can you kind of tell, because, you know, a lot of my listeners, they're mostly tri-state area listeners. What's, what's the lifestyle difference between California and New York as it, pertains to like beauty and self-care um i feel like it's a lot different um in la they definitely have the money for it 
so and I find like in New York it's definitely more of a luxury in LA it's more of a habit um in general I don't feel like they in LA have the best skincare practices with the tanning um the tanning beds there's a lot of sun over there but here in New York um we do other activities I guess other than laying out (laughs) on the beach (laughs) so we don't get sunburned yeah um and again, um, the difference in the weather makes people wax a lot more in California than in New York. Okay, makes sense. So, as you know, someone who you do this, this is your field, you're a professional now. Do you like when you see people's skin, and do you kind of resist the urge to tell them, you know, you know, I can help you out, or do you, is it something that you just wait for them to ask you? Oh no, I'm very comfortable. Like. I'm networking everywhere. Like, even when I go to the strip club, like, I go to my favorite dance. I'm like, you know, girl, I love what you did, but, you know, I saw a little hair. I give my business cards out everywhere. I'm That's definitely not shy about smart. it. <laughs> you see a little razor bumps. You know, I can help you out a little bit. <laughs> right. Um. So are people open to it or, or are they a little standoffish? I don't think um, I've, I've offended anyone. Um, sometimes with my eyebrows, personally, I am approached like, who does your eyebrows? And when I tell them I do it, then that's how we start the conversation. Um, so I think it's all about their approach. Okay. Makes a lot of sense. So um, I guess you, you, do you have any tips that for people who have who started businesses on their own and it's basically a, a service business you have to depend on clients can you have any um tips that you can give people tips for people starting a business for themselves yes i would say just um don't be shy you have to definitely be the face of your business it took me a while to to really figure out how important social media was for business and you have to put yourself out there so social media is one thing and just networking anywhere like i said the strip club up the train when you're outside any type of event um just you have to be passionate about 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 what you do because your clients can tell um and that your passion shows in your work and the results and everything that you bring to the table so that's definitely important too okay makes a lot of sense yeah i like that too but you said the train have you have you ever approached anyone on the train about your, your business all the time. <laughs> you have to. It's New York City. And that's another thing, too. Um, I find that it's easier to market myself in New York because in L.A. people are very standoffish. If they don't know who you are, they're kind of going to look at you like you're crazy. If you come up to them in New York, people are used to that. Yeah. So it's a little bit easier here. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, I guess you've got to have the right mindset because I think I would be a little timid. But I guess, you know, if you want the business, you got to go for it. Right. Most of my business is word of mouth, though. So the majority of my clients are friends of friends, clients, friends, referrals, and things like that. But if I am trying to get my books up or just get new clients in general, or if I'm trying to do an event, I do events also. Okay. Um, I definitely do do that. It makes a lot of sense. What's... I don't want to see a horror story, but what's like when, what's the story like when you first started out that was kind of like your most difficult, uh, your most difficult booking? 
my most difficult one. Um, well, I felt bad because she was really sweet and she, in the end, complimented me on like my bedside manner, but she had no idea. So a full Brazilian, <laughs> basically, <laughs> that includes the butt strip. So that's like the crack, basically. Okay. And some people's muscles kind of get too relaxed or if they're older, they don't really have any control over it. Oh my so God. basically she ended up, yeah, she like pooped a lot oh <laughs> on my, my bed God. and I couldn't continue the service because again, <laughs> I have to think about my safety as well. Of course. Um, yeah, you never course. know what people have. So I had to yeah. stop the service. And yeah. when she asked why, you know, I politely told her why she was embarrassed, of course, but yeah. she understood. <laughs> Ew, I guess you really are good if they're getting that relaxed. You got <laughs> <laughs> I guess she she had to give you a reference after that because you getting that comfortable to just let it go. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got a very good tip. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I don't want to keep you all night, but I really, really, really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. So, um, can you just tell people how they can reach out to you? Anything else you want to say? Um. Everyone can book an appointment, or ha or if you have any questions for me, you can contact me at NotoriousVAGNYC on Instagram or NotoriousVAGNYC at gmail.com to book an appointment. Okay, sounds good. And definitely, got, hopefully, get a lot of people, and hopefully, they don't get too relaxed. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, thank you again. Thank you so much. Alright, there you have it. That's my interview with Royale from Notorious VAG. Cool conversation. You, you guys heard the horror story. I know you guys wasn't expecting that. I know I wasn't. But um, it's cool to have different perspectives on people's lives. This is I Hate Average Podcast. So, of course, we're going to have a different type of conversation every week with different type of people. And this was fun. I'm interested in all types of businesses. I'm interested in hearing about people's passions because people are passionate about different things. Me, I'm a sports, I'm a sports guy, so uh, you might hear me talk about sports sometimes. That's my passion. But people are passionate about different things. People are passionate about books. People are passionate about fishing, and I'm interested in just talking to people who are passionate about what they do and just to get different stories. Cause this is not an average podcast. So. Thank you guys for your continued support. Thank you for all your social media inquiries. Also, if you check out my Instagram, I have a link on my bio. Um, you can also email me for the link, j at averagej.com. Um, I want to get more people. Usually what I do, I've been having people for the past year who I've been connected to. Um, some kind of connection or a connection from someone I'm connected to. So I want to have, open it up so I can get different people, people who I don't know, I have no network with. So I wanted to open it up to have people on the show who want to share their brands or you want to debate certain topics with me. So you could go on my Instagram and click the link in my bio and you can fill out the form to get on, on the show. Or you can email me j at averagej.com and I can send you the link for the form to get you on the show. It's going to be fun, man. For, this is going to be for the for the uh, rest of the summer. I'm going to do that for August and September just to get different types of guests, 
Then in October, we'll be back at it with uh, my scheduled guests already. So, thank you guys for your continued support. I gave you the email already. The social media, I Hate Average Podcast. My Snapchat, I Hate Average J-A-Y. And uh, I'll talk to you guys next week.